Welcome to the One God Report podcast. The title of this episode is Jesus Must Be God Because He Is Worshipped. Really? There's two basic points, probably a verily three, that I'd like to make about this claim by many Deity of Christ believers, that since Jesus is worshipped, He must be God. The first point is that this is biblically misinformed or biblically ignorant. We have to look at what the Hebrew and Greek words are that are translated as worship and who is properly worshipped in the Bible. Is it really correct to say only God can be worshipped? And the second point, and somewhat ironically, is that this claim that since Jesus is worshipped, he must be God, it's really the spirit of Antichrist, since it is a denial that Jesus Christ is a man. Those making the claim insist they will only worship God. They won't worship a man. They refuse to bow before God's appointed human Messiah. But deity of Christ believers are really contradicting themselves. They want to insist that Jesus is, quote, fully man, right? You'll hear this many, 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 many places. Jesus is fully man and fully God. If Jesus is fully man, as Trinitarians or deity of Christ believers claim, then they themselves are worshiping a man. But then they turn around and deny that they are worshiping a man. Deity of Christ believer. Are you worshiping someone who is fully man or not? Make up your mind. Let's look a little closer at these two ideas. First, the claim that Jesus must be God because he is worshipped is biblically ignorant. A lot depends on how we interpret the term worship. I suppose a lot of the confusion goes back to the biblical statements where God says you shall not worship any other but me. But we don't want to just make up our own definition of what worship is. We need to look at how the word worship is used in the Bible and who is worshipped. And here's an important question. Why are they worshipped? Can they be rightly worshipped and not be God? Can they be worshipped for different reasons? Can God's Messiah, for example, be worshipped not because he's God, but because he's God's Messiah. Is it really correct, biblically, to claim only God can be worshipped? Now, I have to say, this claim that Jesus is God because he's worshipped frustrates me a bit, because the claim is so obviously, biblically wrong. Okay, because of the ambiguity of the term worship in English, and the presuppositions of English Bible translations, we have to give some slack to the average person who's heard this claim and is just repeating what they've heard. But to claim, Jesus is God because he is worshipped, is inexcusable for a pastor or a Bible teacher who knows a little bit of Hebrew and Greek. And unfortunately, I've had seminary students and pastors who finished seminary tell me that if Jesus is worshipped, he must be God. My reaction is, really? 
just do a little Bible study. Find out what Hebrew and Greek words are translated as worship in the Bible and see to whom those words are applied. Is there anyone else in the Bible who is rightly worshipped and is not God? The answer to that question is yes. Many people. There are many people, human beings, that are rightly bowed down to, yes, worshipped in the Bible. So it is patently false. One can even say a lie to claim that Jesus is worshipped, so he must be God. So let's take a look at the word for worship in the Bible that is applied to Jesus. Is this word translated worship applied appropriately to any other human beings? Again, it doesn't take too much Bible study to see that the words in Hebrew and Greek for worship are rightly applied to human beings in many contexts. The main word we want to examine is the Hebrew word shacha or hishtachave in the third masculine singular and its Greek counterpart proskuneo. By far, this is the main word involved in the claim, Jesus is God because he's worshipped. Here are some dictionary lexicon definitions of these words. In the Hebrew, a couple of main biblical Hebrew dictionaries. Here are the meanings given for this word. To bow down, prostrate oneself before a monarch or superior in homage. Whoa! Nothing in the word about only giving worship to God there in that definition. Here's another well-respected Hebrew dictionary definition. To bow down before a higher person, like a beggar might do. Supplicants before someone in authority. Absalom before David, for instance. A bride before the king. A woman before a man. Or a person before a prophet or the nations before Israel. And then it continues, in worship, before the stars, before other gods, etc. Now here's the definition from a main Greek lexicon of the counterpart word proskuneo. To fall down and worship, do obeisance to, prostrate oneself before, do reverence to, or welcome respectfully. You see, in general, the terms here mean to bow down or pay homage to a superior, whether that superior is human or divine. Let's look at a few examples. First, from the Old Testament, Genesis chapter 22, verse 5. When Abraham was on his way to worship Yudhe-Vavhe on Mount Moriah with his son Isaac, Genesis chapter 22, verse 5 reads, Then Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come to you again. This is our Hebrew word, worship. But now we go to Genesis 23, 7, and we see the same word. Abraham got up and bowed down to the local people, the sons of Heth. Now, Abraham is performing the same act before both Yudhe Vavhe, the one God, and before the sons of Heth, 
Now, of course, the sons of Heth and Yahweh are worshipped for different reasons. Abraham is bowing down to them for different reasons. Abraham worshipped the sons of Heth because of who they were. Abraham worshipped Yudhe because Yudhe is God. But the same verb applies. I think this is one reason I was a bit surprised when friends wrote me and said, Jesus is God because he's worshipped. Well, I had been reading the Bible in Hebrew for over 30 years by that time. And that kind of claim was very strange, even foreign to me, because I could see that the word often translated into English as worship was rightly applied to others, not just God. There are many examples of people who are rightly worshipped in the Bible. For instance, Joseph's brothers worshipped him. But I'm going to jump to David. Do you know that David worshipped Saul? 1 Samuel 24, 8. Afterward, David also arose and went out of the cave and called after Saul, My Lord, the King. Interesting. David called Saul his Lord? I don't think David was calling Saul his God. My Lord, the King. And when Saul looked behind him, David bowed with his face to the earth and paid homage. Unquote. Now, the paid homage is our verb, veishtahu. Of course, the Bible isn't saying that David worshipped Saul as God. Rather, David is honoring Saul because Saul is God's Messiah. Many people worshipped David in the Bible. They better have, since David was God's appointed Messiah king. Abigail is one example. 1 Samuel 25, 23. When Abigail saw David, she hurried and got down from the donkey and fell before David on her face and bowed to the ground. That's the ESV translation. Now the phrase translated, bowed to the ground, is our word. Also, note that Abigail called David Lord 13 times in this one chapter. She was a wise woman. She called King David Lord, and she worshipped him. Now here's a kicker. King David was worshipped along with Yudhevave in 1 Chronicles 29.20. When I say Yudhevave, I mean the one God. 1 Chronicles 29.20. Then David said to all the assembly, Bless Yudhevave, your God. And all the assembly blessed Yudhevave, the God of their fathers, and bowed their heads and worshipped Yudhevave and the king. Unquote. The Hebrew word, Vaishtachavu from our Shacha, applies to both Yudhevave and King David. It's funny, actually tragic, to see what the English translations do to this verse. All the other times where Shacha or Proskuneo apply to Yodhevavhe, translators use worship. But all of a sudden in this verse, here's the ESV, they bowed their heads and paid homage 
to yod heh vav and to the king. Or the NET Bible, they bowed down and stretched out flat on the ground before yod heh vav and the king. Or the NIV, they bowed low and fell prostrate before yod heh vav and the king. This is not being truthful in translation. This is being deceitful in translation. What? There's no worship here? Where did the worship go of Yodhevave? The RSV even adds another verb. It says they worshipped Yodhevave and did obeisance to the king. Well, there's only one verb there, and it's being applied both to Yodhevave and to King David. If you have to hide behind a curtain of translation to keep your pet theology propped up, your pet theology will eventually crumble and you will be found out. Then how about Psalm 72 as an example, which is a coronation psalm for King Solomon. In Psalm 72.11, the psalmist says of Solomon, Yea, all kings will bow down before him. All nations will serve him. The word for bow down is the same word that is translated worship when applied to God. Interestingly, the second word applied to Solomon here, serve, can have a deep religious sense of worship, as it is often the word used for service in the tabernacle or the temple to God. But let's leave it. It's obvious that Solomon was worshipped. There are really tens, probably hundreds of examples of people being rightly worshipped in the Old Testament. But how about the New Testament? Is the Greek word proskeneo confined only to the worship of God? The answer, no. Look at a few examples. Matthew 2, verse 8. Do we really think King Herod wanted to come and acknowledge the child born in Bethlehem was God? Here is Matthew 2, 8. And he, that's Herod, sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. Or Matthew 8, too. Why do we translate this one differently? And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. So the leper is coming to Jesus as a supplicant. He has a request to make before an authority. Or Matthew 9.18, concerning Jairus, the synagogue leader in Capernaum. Why isn't this word translated as worship? While he was saying these things to them, behold, a ruler came in and knelt before him. That's the same word. Saying, my daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. Or Matthew 18, 25 and 26, where the word is used of a servant toward his master. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and payments to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, it's the word worship, imploring him, have patience with me, I will pay you everything. This servant is not claiming that his master is God. In the book of Revelation, believers in Jesus are worshipped. Let me read Revelation 3, verses 8 to 9, where Jesus is speaking to believers in Philadelphia. 
I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door, which no one is able to shut. I know that you have but little power, and yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Behold, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan, who say that they are Jews and are not, but lie. Behold, I will make them come and bow down before your feet, and they will learn that I have loved you. Now, interestingly, the King James Version is honest enough in this one. Look at how they translate this word, bow down before you. I will make them come and worship before your feet. So it's the same word. But let's ask, don't both the Old Testament and Jesus say, only worship God? Like in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 19, if you forget Yodhevavhe, your God, and go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you will surely perish. And see Exodus 20, verses 2 and 5 in the Ten Commandments. Same kind of a warning, not to worship other gods. And Jesus said, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Now here's the difference. This commandment always occurs in the context where the worship of other gods as God is the focus. The point is, only worship or honor yud heh vav heh as God, no one else. Ironically, to worship Jesus or the Trinity as God is the idolatry. yud heh vav heh said to worship none other than him as God. Now, how many persons are in the pronoun him and him only shall you serve? If the Trinity is not yud heh and you worship the Trinity as God, you decide, are you committing idolatry? There is a different Greek word translated as worship or serve, letreo, which is reserved for God in the New Testament. It is not applied to Jesus. This is the word Jesus used when he said, and him only shall you serve, him only shall you serve. Again, this is in the context of serving God as God and no one else. But to worship a master, a lord, or the king does not break this commandment because these are not being worshipped as God. The reason I'm bowing down before someone makes all the difference. If I bow down before, yes, worship the king because he is king, then I am not breaking the commandment to worship only Yudhevavhe as God. Jesus is honored and worshiped not as God, which would break the commandment, but as the one who has been designated by God as the king and priest Messiah, Mashiach. Jesus is honored and worshiped as the one who died for us and to whom all authority in heaven and on earth has been given. And we've seen the paradigm of honor and worship given to God's Messiah 
in verses like 1 Chronicles 29, 20, where God and David were worshipped together, or Psalm 72, 11, where Solomon is worshipped as the Messiah King. We honor God by honoring God's Son, God's appointed King. If people worshipped God's anointed kings like David and Solomon, all the more so the greater son of David, who, as the book of Revelation says, has loved us and freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom, priests to his God and Father. The man Jesus is not only honored and worshipped as Lord Messiah before his death and resurrection, but especially because of the exalted position that God the Father has given the raised, exalted Jesus. Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 and following. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus the Messiah is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. All humanity will bow the knee and proclaim that the human Jesus is Lord. They won't proclaim that the human Jesus is God. They'll proclaim that the human Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. One commentator sums up this claim that Jesus is worshipped, so therefore he's God this way. Despite the overwhelming wealth of scriptural facts, which show that the word proskuneo was not confined to worship of God, Trinitarians continue to ignore the facts and perpetrate this particular lie which they manufactured for the sake of Trinitarian propaganda. You can see the show notes for a link to that article. Now, the second point about this claim, to claim that Jesus is God because he's worshipped, is to deny that Jesus is a human being, and this is the spirit of Antichrist. Will we bow down before God's human Messiah King? Or are we ashamed of God's human Messiah? Do we refuse to bow down before God's anointed human king, saying in our heart, No, God, we don't accept this human Messiah, this man Jesus of Nazareth. You, God, you need to provide a different Messiah. God, you die. If what the Trinitarians claim is correct, that only God can be worshipped, and Jesus is worshipped, then Jesus is not a human being. Jesus is worshipped. So according to the deity of Christ's claim, he can't be man. He can't be a human person, nor could he even have the abstract human nature. If a human person should not be worshipped, certainly non-personal human nature shouldn't be worshipped. So the deity of Christ's claim denies that Jesus the Messiah came as flesh and that Jesus the Messiah is flesh, since neither a human person nor abstract human flesh would be worthy of worship. To say it in another way, 
If you claim that no one should bow down or worship a human, you are saying that Jesus is not a human. As much as Trinitarians want to insist that Jesus is fully God and fully man, this claim, quote, Jesus must be God because he's worshipped, denies the humanity of Jesus. It's pretty simple. If Trinitarians say they cannot and are not bowing down to a human, they deny the humanity of Jesus. Again, deity of Christ believers are speaking from both sides of their mouths. They want to say Jesus is fully man, but then they turn around and say that you can't bow down and worship a man. Make up your mind. Is Jesus fully man? If he is, you are worshiping a man. And now, a third point. It must be emphasized that this claim, quote, Jesus is God because he's worshipped, is only an inference. This idea is not a claim the Bible makes for Jesus. Neither Jesus nor any New Testament author makes this argument, saying, Jesus must be God since Jesus is worshipped. It is a claim from after New Testament times made by later commentators. It's tradition. It is a claim set up on a false philosophical premise and the ambiguity of language. The claim is really this. Worshipping Jesus breaks my false, unbiblical theological premise. Now, there's a lot more to this, and I'm going to link a lecture by Sean Finnegan where he looks at all the different verses where people claim, see, if Jesus is worshipped, he must be God. Like the two times in the book of Revelation that John is going to bow down before his angel guide, and the angel says, don't do that, I'm a fellow servant. Okay, this is because now, with the exalted man Jesus at God's right hand, as depicted in the book of Revelation, authority has been restructured. Jesus, a human, and as humankind's representative, has authority over angels, as it is stated in the Psalms and in the book of Hebrews. Let all God's angels worship him. He's a human being. Human beings are now on a higher level than angels. As the book of Hebrews says, and as Paul says, do you not know you will judge angels? So it would be improper, considering the status of humanity in Jesus Christ, for a man to bow down to an angel. So to sum up, here is a better biblical understanding of worship. There is only one God, Yudhevavhe, the Father. We worship God as God. We worship no one else as God other than Yudhevavhe, the Father. We worship Jesus as the Messiah who gave his life for us and the one to whom God has given all authority in heaven and on earth, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. The claim, Jesus must be God because he is worshipped, is biblically ignorant. There are many humans in the Bible that are properly worshipped. It's also a spirit of Antichrist, a denial 
that Jesus the Messiah is a man. It's in effect saying, we will not have this one, this man, rule over us. It is also contradictory. On the one hand, Trinitarians insist Jesus is fully man. But on the other hand, they say, I'm not worshiping a man. And then lastly, this is not a biblical claim. The Bible never says, Jesus is worshipped, so he must be God. Rather, the claim is based on a misunderstanding of word meanings and wrong philosophical speculation. This is Bill Schlegel for the One God Report podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, please rate it and write a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. That will help others to find us and share the podcast on social media. For constructive discussion, you are welcome to join the One God Report Facebook group. Yishma'u anavim ve'yishma'u. The humble will hear and rejoice.